Hey everybody, Comsort here, and excited to be doing a little bit of catch-up. Uh, unfortunately, during the last moments of September, I had a hard drive crash. means a, a couple of the episodes um, that I had lined up are gone. So, um, these are just going to be kind of, uh, well, that's picking up the pieces. And, and uh, this episode particularly, actually, um, is kind of an offshoot uh, of a... Of a, of a previous episode, um, but it basically just re-examines, you know, one of the more popular topics of, like, whether the, the Tao are good, right? It's just a, just a thing that comes up a lot. So, um, I, I hope you enjoy, uh, and, uh, please remember to subscribe. Um, you can always, uh, come to the Discord, where we have a lot of these conversations live. Um, the, uh, the link to join, um, is in the description. And, uh, yeah, hope to see you there. Okay, so I think that the best place uh, to start might be to, to re-engage the, the good guy question, um, if only because it comes up so frequently. Um, I think that uh, there are a few episodes that specifically touch on, like, the extent of the greater good, um, uh, the interpretations of, of how, you know, of what that means. And, uh, and maybe this word, uh, potential, right? Uh, the word potential gets brought up, um, almost, almost, almost hand in hand with, with the greater good. Whenever you start talking about the, uh, the internal morality of, uh, of, of Tao society and how that reflects on, on lore is, is, uh, I mean, it's, it's not, it, surprisingly, it's actually not something that, that really, we really ever get a taste of. Um, there have been a couple. Uh, there have been a couple new short stories um, uh, and a book called Long Shot that's come out um, that 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 really delve into the relationships uh, between Guevessa and so those are human helpers and and the Tao themselves and 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 again, there's this very strange. I'm going to talk about it more, uh, but, but there's a very strange relationship with this, like, idea of, like, the Tao could potentially be super evil, um, because they, they adhere to this idea of the greater good, and, I mean, most of us have all seen, you know, uh, there's, there's various movies where the bad guy, like, basically enunciates the, the reason why he's about to, uh, blow up something or a community a certain community is you know is 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 killing people and it's 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 always for the greater good and and i think that we uh you know predominantly the people that play warhammer 40,000 um seem to always be of the western mindset and and that's a that's a dangerous statement because it it seems to invalidate people uh from other uh macro cultures in in modern day um uh and, and it, it vanilla vanilla sizes at all of us right and the uh, but, but I think that if you think of just what Warhammer 40,000 is, it's the, it's the creation of a basic, uh, it's the creation of, uh, of a group of, of, of British, uh, nerds basically in the pre-internet eighties and nineties, uh, inventing uh, a kind of heavy metal, uh, amalgamation of different hardcore sci-fi settings in spite of the cleaner Star Trek, Star Wars uh, uh, fr- franchises that existed at the time, right? And even Star Wars was going through kind of its own rated R period uh, in the 90s. Like, the 90s were very, like, grim, dark, grungy, you know, whatever. Uh, everything was getting, uh, everything was getting kind of like a, you know, what if Superman was actually the bad guy kind of treatment? Uh, what if Spider-Man didn't, didn't, didn't hold back which, if you ever want to see something truly horrifying, uh, Spider-Man, uh, who doesn't want to be a good guy anymore, is uh, is devastating uh, to the people that he fights. Um, I'll just briefly say that I didn't ever think about the fact that Spider-Man can wall climb, but what happens if he used the same wall climbing ability on, on human flesh? Uh, really just awful stuff. Anyway, Warhammer 40,000 is the creation of of a Western view on both Western politics, but gradually as the franchise got bigger, you know, Middle Eastern, Eastern 
and, and American politics as well, uh, politics, society. It is a it is a tool for social commentary. That's what science fiction and fantasy are. They are they. It's it's an opportunity for us to to step back and observe a topic from a from a perspective that. Uh, would typically be uncomfortable, and you you can see it in in all sorts of conversations and stuff. Where you know, uh, and discords, lo- this uh, the Discord uh, uh, that I help run itself, you know, has 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 well earned policies of like where we don't talk about politics and we don't talk about the real world stuff uh, because we don't want to step on people's toes and we want to avoid a fight. Um, uh, but the but the purposes of science fiction. And, and fantasy allow us uh, allow us kind of like a, a window into uh, introspection, right? And so Warhammer Forty Thousand is, even though lately it, it, that that gets muddied, but it is very much a commentary on on the time period, uh, uh, very much on the time period that we're uh, that that the creators were were living in. So, so the idea of the greater good. Uh, just by the very nature of that statement, uh, th- those those specific words uh, immediately kind of uh, I, I think makes us have a knee jerk reaction of where uh, we are, um, where we're worried about what what that means, what uh, what that what that could imply. Like for the greater good, I'm going to annihilate. Uh, a thousand people, uh, so that so that s- something good will happen. Like whatever you know, kind of whatever your reason. That sounds like a Bond villain, or that sounds like a you know that sounds like Thanos, right? Like for the betterment of uh, the the universe itself, I'm going to uh, have the entire population, um, and 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 so I think that we in the it, specifically from a Western, I can only speak from the society I grew up in. Uh, we from the Western uh, uh, version of of, of, of macro culture, uh, we view all of that stuff as if uh, as if you're the bad guy, right? So I can understand that. Um, I think everybody can kind of understand that. But in practice, um, to bring it back to the Tao, to 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 actually to actually see the lore that we have available, it is not very clear cut. Uh, the ethereals. As much as they're they're painted as mustache twirling bad guys, or uh, or the Tao themselves, uh, I'm always waiting for the the other shoe to drop, right? Like uh, I'm always waiting for them to have the ultimate conviction uh, of like, look, we just have to blow up this planet. You know, we, we're we're going to have to do it uh, in order in in order to uh, accomplish some kind of greater goal. Um, and I. And I, I'm still kind of waiting. Um, there, there are moments of it. Um, uh, I brought up, uh, I brought up a very, uh, I guess he's almost a colleague at this point, but uh, Chicken, um, who, uh, who I've known for for over a decade. Uh, he's he's active on on a lot of different uh, lore oriented sites, you know. And he's he's more. I think I, I guess I would call him more middle of the road when it comes to. Why and how uh, Tal lore uh, pans out, and I, I, I you know, there, there's a, I'd like to think it's a friendly uh, 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 debate environment that we that we that we create with each other, where I'm very much on the, uh, I guess you would call it, um, maybe you'd call it like the more forgiving side, uh, where uh, I do still believe that the the tower ultimately. Uh, a the good guys of the forty thousand universe. Again, even that statement all by itself is is charged, right? Um, because there are not supposed to be any good guys in forty k. It's grimdark and so on and so forth. But if I look to the source material of what the Tau, uh, of when the tower created um, uh, initially by uh, you know the, the the design team back in the late nineties. It, it very much feels as though they wanted to create a modern force for 40,000, uh, a, a faction that eschews close combat, for example, and, and uses, uh, uh, you know, the modern military equivalents to, to being on a tabletop, uh, uh, overarching fields of fire, cover, uh, and, um, and, then, and then married to that is their is their ultimate conviction of wanting to do good uh, uh, in, in a universe of bad, right? The, and a lot of people say, uh, call the Tao the straight men uh, of 40,000. 
and I, I, I prefer that. And I, I, I don't know why, but the moment that I saw the Tao back in 2001, I immediately was like, whoa, I'm not going to play Dark Angels anymore. Uh, these are my guys. Um, I translated the language um, that, they, that they published in White Dwarf. Uh, I sent back uh, grammatical corrections um, and, and created a long-lasting relationship with several uh, black library employees uh, who are, uh, you know, who, who are still contract workers over there. They don't work full-time. Um, and, and what that, what those early conversations did for me, and, and I was, you know, in high school, um, those early conversations really created a conviction that, uh, within me that, 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 that adheres to that original idea of what the Tao are. Now, when the first codex came out, there was still the ambiguity and, and that's largely as a result of Graham McNeil's, uh, kind of masterful, uh, stroke of, of making sure that, uh, there's a little bit of dirt on on the noble bright and a little brightness in the in the grim dark, um, but but uh, but it, but ultimately it is something that uh, that I think is 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 as close as you're going to get to the moralities of uh, that, that we that we more assign to like Star Trek or even the real world. You know, we are. Uh, when you when you look at the Tao society and, and all the details that we have on it, it it does inherently not belong in forty thousand um, because nobody's like I mean there aren't giant uh, treadmills or, or hamster wheels that are that are being used by by uh, thousands of slaves uh, to create power uh, on a spaceship right like that that is fairly common in in orcs or or imperial or i guess you say human technology right um and that's not that's not uh that's not the case uh for the tau uh similarly they're not using trapped uh ghost energy which is effectively what the craft world eldar are doing um and uh and they're not bio horrors that that uh extinguish entire galaxies like the tyranids um every every faction in warhammer 40,000 has an inherent niche um, and, and the Tao, uh, despite the fact that, you know, we've got certain authors who would really want us to lean into the grimdark factor, uh, failing to kind of deliver on making them, uh, as bad or anywhere near as bad as anyone else. Now that I, I'm not an advocate for saying, um, you know, that, 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 the, that the Tao don't do any wrong. Right. And, and I feel like when you, when you get really into these conversations online, uh, you know, it's usually, in my experience, it's mostly an imperial, uh, one of the, you know, kind of a more of an imperial enthusiast or, 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 uh, or hobbyist that throws their arms up and says, you know, uh, I, I, you can't talk to Tau fans because they refuse to listen to reason or whatever. And, you know, it gets into a touch grass conversation. What I really wish though, is, is that we could have a, a legitimate debate because, um, because again, the, the 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 information that we have available is one of of of, pr- of of a pretty solid record that the Tao have of uh, self regulating their society, um, and and in general experiencing uh, a a familiar morality that that we as again I'm going to specify again as Western cultural. Uh, culturally influenced human beings uh, that we can identify with again because the source material comes from England, right? Um, so, so that that idea of the greater good, while while is immediately nefarious or or or, or very quickly nefarious, um, just lacks examples. Um, and and for this episode, I wanted to focus a little bit on 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 the on the on the moments that we have. Uh, where we really see the greater good being used badly, um, and so that we can kind of understand perhaps where where the Tao came from and where they're going, um, and and I think in doing so we'll be able to have a kind of a, a, a an introspective uh, and retrospective look on uh, on 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 everything, right? And 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 thus the sci-fi setting will allow us. Uh, will allow us to have some uh, like a kind of a modicum of of uh, of value uh, for us as as people, not just as hobbyists.
the tower about 4,000 years old in terms of being a space, uh, space-capable power. And, and so that, that puts them, you know, that they, they are the youngest uh, uh, of the, uh, let's call it the major factions, right? Um, the minor factions in Warhammer 40,000, I mean, you might see them in Blackstone, uh, you know, expansion games, uh, or mentioned briefly, you know, in books, uh, or codexes, um, and, uh, and, uh, and, but, but generally speaking, you know, they don't have a full army. So a ma- uh, so a major faction is is uh, would be an army that you can buy models and play with. So of all the uh, all of those, um, the Tau are lore wise the youngest. Obviously, the Leagues of Votan are the most recent, um, with connections to the Squats from way back in the day. Um, so so when you're the new kid on the block, and by four thousand years, just just as a also um, in case. In case you're a listener who has only read uh, read the the Farsight books, uh, Phil Kelly have, has a very um, has a very different version of the timeline. Way way back, uh, the Tau were supposed to only have uh, accomplished spaceflight like within a thousand years of their first contact. Um, it, now the Codex has always stated that they were discovered in Millennium Thirty Five by an Adeptus Mechanicus. Uh, uh, explorator fleet led by uh, a the flagship Lands Vision, um, uh, and they and they uncovered them just just before the Age of Apostasy kicked off. Uh, so that's uh, that's Millennium thirty five ish, um, and then and then there it was a little bit ambiguous, but basically within a thousand, I, I think in in an article or something it says uh, within a thousand years they had mastered spaceflight. Um, and then, and then, and then the timeline kind of falls apart. In in Kelly's writings, uh, especially the Farsight books, this is still the case with Arkunasha really representing uh, almost a first con- uh, first contact scenario um, between the Tau and the Orcs. Now, uh, it's forgivable because uh, calendars and and timelines are are difficult to track. That's one of the reasons why they're no longer in the codexes, um, but. Uh, but but Kelly Kelly acts uh, in his writings as though effectively all of Tao history uh, was condensed into a, a relatively short period of time. Basically, uh, between like three and four hundred years, did they did they step onto the galactic stage? And even then, like it's 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 almost treated. Um, at least all the characters who who talk to each other kind of treat it like within the same fifty to a hundred years. Um, Farsight's Rebellion, for example, in the most recent Shadow Sun book, uh, is referenced as though it happened like uh, fifty years ago. Um, you know, it's 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 a very unusual it's a it's a very unusual uh, take on the Tao timeline, um, and is one of the reasons why I think that you just have to take those Farsight books and those Kelly books and any author that kind of adheres to that version of events and you just you just have to put it in a bucket next to uh the codexes um the majority of the other authors and things like that again don't want to knock it but like it is just largely incompatible with each other because it just both versions of the same events just don't line up with each other um uh, uh Arkunasha in Phil Kelly's books for example is regarded as Farsight's first major victory as a commander uh, while Arkunasha in the Farsight supplement and the original Arkunasha book is very much regarded as a uh, as an event in which uh, victory was denied to Farsight, and that's what developed his like the chip on his shoulder for the uh, the the Firecast upper hierarchy and the Ethereals in general. So um, so it's 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 a it's a conflict, right? And and it just it just doesn't work with each other. Uh, you, if you, if you imagine yourself as a as a Warhammer forty thousand historian, uh, you just have to you have to think that another historian has come up with a theory, and they're just you know they're kind of opposed to each other, right? Anyway, um, so so when we think about being the new kid on the block, it's it it is it's almost a part of every single entry from Battlefleet Gothic to the first five codexes that the Tau are effectively opening the door to a uh, a horror house or a horror museum and just you know looking upon 
looking upon this universe and being like, oh my God, like you use corpses as computer banks? What is wrong with you? Um, and that's great. And that adds that nuance and it adds the outsider's view inside of the universe. It adds, it adds an outsider's perspective on the decisions and, and results uh, of, uh, of the human race, right? Um, and the Eldar and Orcs and so on and so forth. But, and, and so I, I love that. I love that, uh, that, that sense of uh, straight man, that straight man uh, position and, uh, and title that the Tau get. Um, and I, and I, I like to, I like to lean on it in my own, you know, lore writings and, 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 uh, and debates and things like that. Uh, that's my, that's my preference. At the same time, those first contact events happened thousands of years ago. And so to still treat the Tau as naive, it, it starts having, it, it starts feeling, it starts feeling false, right? It starts feeling enforced, um, and that for some reason the Tao just can't get past this infantile, childish stage when it comes to the 40k universe. One of the most common things that comes up is like the the mention that you know Tao didn't believe the Titans were real, right? Um, but that was that just by itself was like 250, 300 years ago, uh, and I, I specifically mean Imperial Titans, um, because of course the Tao would have engaged with Gargants. Um, and, uh, and, and probably mega gargants, um, throughout their, their 3000 plus years of fighting against, uh, the orcs, right? It's just, it's inconceivable that the orcs wouldn't have, uh, large, large scale weapons of that type on worlds that they control. I mean, it, gargants are, are giant, are, are not just, uh, weapon systems or, or a weapon type, uh, or a vehicle type for that matter. They are, uh, uh, totems to their gods, Right. So it just it's unlikely that that the Tau were fighting orc populations that didn't have gargants of some kind. However, a gargant is not a not it is a tw- titan equivalent, but if you look at an imperial titan and you look at a gargant, you know, it's it's a very different idea. A gargant is more like a moving hill or a moving well, I mean, a moving building uh that's just covered in guns, right? Uh whereas a titan is a much more life and uh uh, even though it's still ponderous, it's an elegant weapon by comparison, right? It ha- it has the bipedal form. It has it it has uh, it has the it has much greater agility. Um, and then, of course, the Eldar uh, the Eldar being at the uh, you know the upper upper tiers of that. Uh, so, so the Tau encountered the Titans for the first time, um, likely in the opening engagements of the Lathesh War, which is also called the D- Damocles Crusade, um, or in common nomenclature for the uh, for the Tau community, Damocles Gulf Crusade One, um, and then and then they they engage with them in earnest on Dalith, uh, in which the only real counter that they have to them is kind of the Mantas, but the Mantas do in certain descriptions do uh perform well in in preventing the titans to really uh operate without impunity right like uh the 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 mantis are able to relocate uh and and uh and at least engage there's no mention of of major titans being destroyed uh but they are listed as one of the 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 primary evac no titan uh uh is left on dalith after the imperials pull back um, otherwise, the the Tau would uh, probably have a much more complex opinion on uh, on the internal workings of that system, like they do with uh, dreadnoughts, space marines in general, or, um, or 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 Lehman Rust tank systems. So, so again, that's about two hundred and fifty to three hundred years ago. By by then, by the Lathesh War. Uh, they will have engaged with Titans on a regular basis. So much so that by the launch of the third sphere, uh, they have uh, aircraft weapons uh, that that are specifically designed to deal uh, with Titans. So, so I think that this is so. I, so let's talk about naivete. I think that we're past a lot of the things in the 40k universe that the Tau would still be surprised about. Um, Again, uh, the Tau have been engaged with uh, transdimensional intelligences, uh, such uh, that 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 humanity calls demons, uh, for thousands of years. They they uh, as soon as they uh, 
absorbed uh, the remnants of the Crute Empire into the Commonwealth, uh, they also created a border with the Pertus Rift, uh, or, or even a border that uh, overtakes the Pertus Rift. And the Pertus Rift has always, uh, I believe going all the way, all the way back till 30K, um, has, uh, has been a place uh, of chaos pirates and chaos, and, 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 and chaos war bands. So the Tao will have encountered these kinds of things before. Again, if you only read the Kelly books, that is not the case. The first demonic encounter really is on uh, uh, is 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 through Farsight's experiences uh, fighting what we'll find out later are cornate demons on Arthas Malak. So, but 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 again, I kind of reject that because. Because there are descriptions of Tao fighting uh, demonic and demonic-empowered uh, beings uh, during the Second Sphere, which which takes place before that. So, um, yeah. So, so, so it's just just think of it as two different buckets, right? Um, so, are the are we on the cusp uh, of an end of the naivete? Right. Okay. Well, to begin with, um, and I've said this before. The Tao do have a uh, have have contact far outside of their borders. Like uh, one of the one of the things that we risk doing all the time when we look at the ga- the galaxy map, right, is we see you know that little pinprick in the lower right hand corner, and that's the Tao Empire, right? And we can see that it's getting a little bit bigger, um, and that we have the fifth sphere expansion, and we can see that the borders are bumping up against uh, uh, the realm of Ultramar, right? Like we. But but it's still just kind of confined to the eastern fringes, right? Um, and when we see that, we we think, okay, well, that, that that's it. That's that's the only place that the Tao could possibly be. However, we have many many descriptions now of the Tao in uh, Segmentum Tempestus, uh, uh, as well as influencing events on Necromunda, which is in Segmentum Solar. Uh, I've brought this up a lot. Uh, uh, I even think that there might be. Yeah, there, there's there's a cases of uh, Tau mercenary activities in in Segmentum Pacificus, uh, and that was before the Third Sphere. So, so if we again, so if we we see all of this this uh, this evidence, uh, we we know that the Tau uh, don't necessarily take ground, but they have agents working all over the galaxy. And if they have agents working all over the galaxy, that naivete can't really exist anymore because. You've got people. Uh, probably you have. To, I mean, you at least have one Tau character uh, known as Porla Viorla Kais. Uh, always, you know, another character named Kais. But this is a Porla. Uh, he might be a Porwi uh, by the end of the story. But he is operating far beyond uh, the the borders of the of the uh, of the, of Tau space. Um, and it is mentioned that this is kind of fairly common. Uh, that there are envoys going out there, right, and traveling with rogue traders and traveling, uh, traveling the space lanes, you know. Um, so I don't think that the Tau can really be called naive anymore. Where I think the Tau could be called naive is in uh, their disrespect for esoteric and eldritch technologies. Uh, as well as like uh, the the prerequisites to fulfill uh, uh, religious rituals in Warhammer Forty Thousand, so I think, for example, the Tau would most likely go into you know they would be the uh, proverbial grave robbers, right? Which uh, which are which are filling their bags with with loot uh, from a pyramid, and they accidentally wake up a mummy, you know, and the mummy. Uh, places a curse on them and then hunts them down and kills them. That is where I think the Tao are still naive. They do not understand the implications of basically magic existing in the world. Uh, and probably more importantly, they also don't respect it. Like, it's mumbo-jumbo, right? Like, it's, it, is, uh, it, it is something to not take seriously. Um, but when it comes to things like psychers they surely have a clear and comprehensive understanding of psychers. And this is for several, several reasons. Uh, the first and foremost is they have had astropaths in Tau space since before the first Damocles crusade. Rogue traders operating in the region of the eastern fringes 
know where Tau space is because there are astropaths that are singing uh, or, or, or calling in the void, welcoming people to safety, which, which, which they think that the Tau Commonwealth is. And remember that you know space is not, especially in Warhammer 40,000, space is not a continuous uh, plane, right? There, there are, there are three-dimensional mountains and valleys and rivers and things like that that, 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 that can, you know, to best describe how the galaxy works. And Tau space is very much, uh, especially before the third sphere, is very much an island, uh, that is bordered by the Damocles Gulf, you know, which we're using oceanic terms again, right? Um, that takes months for Imperial ships going at, you know, let's call it full warp speed, right? Um, it takes them months to get across. So the Gulf is a gigantic region of space. Um, similarly, it's bordered by the Pertus Rift, which again is an area of space where reality and the warp are kind of blending together. It's rift space. And the Solai Rift, which is in the south, uh, which is not on the maps, but is a uh, but is described in the uh, in the Siaphus Cain books, uh, the Solai Rift, which is similar to the Pertus Rift. So it is an it is a uh, a stellar island, um, and that's one of the reasons why it's very difficult for the Imperium to even kind of know how to engage uh, with the with the let's call it the inner uh, Tau Commonwealth uh, versus the Third Sphere, which is out in Imperial space. Um, so, so are, so that, so that's that naivete, right? Um, I, so I don't think of the Tao as naive, uh, but as, uh, one of the, uh, as one of the members of the community brought up, um, what about the Exodite series? Now in the Exodite series, we have one of the most, uh, direct conversations, uh, between a Tao and a non-human. Um, it happens in other places, but we don't have it scripted, right? We don't, we don't, we don't have a dialogue exchange. And in the third episode, there's a very uh, lengthy uh, reprimand from the Exodite to to uh, Shaswi, or excuse me, Shasvre uh, Lacoma, where and and really the whole series is dedicated to this Exodite's opinion on the Tao themselves that the Tao are just trotting in the footsteps of the two major civilizations that have come before. One might even argue three civilizations. Like if we were to condemn anybody in Warhammer 40,000, we would be remiss if we didn't condemn the old ones, right? Because the old ones uh, arguably uh, fueled uh, the warp intelligences that would later be called the Chaos Gods. Uh, But then after them, the Eldar... Um, who did the same thing and, and inadvertently created Slanesh. Uh, and now the Imperium, which has directly uh, created the, 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 let's call it the power block that is uh, the Emperor, right? Who is a god himself. And all three civilizations have fallen. Um, I mean, you could argue that the Imperium is in a state of falling, falling forever, if you will. Um, but yeah, I'll, the 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 eldar the old ones and humanity are have experienced extinction level events and are in major decline right and so this exodite views the actions of uh lacoma as well as the tau in general as just the next people to make the same mistakes but i would say that lacoma you know being a shasfre and a newly elevated shasfre uh, with the implications of the level of education that every town must have as a result, right? Like Lacoma d- is not an aristocrat, right? Uh, when we when we see imperial lore, uh, the only people that could even understand this counter argument would be the Inquisi- Inquisition, right? Or or uh, some kind of high level adeptus terra. Uh, uh, a politician or something like that, right? The level of education that is required to understand concepts like this is almost non-existent uh, in in the Imperium. Uh, to a lesser extent, the Adeptus Mechanicus, which uh, which, but but their but their knowledge is tainted by their own xenophobia, uh, their own uh, kind of humanity first uh, opinions of themselves, uh, and overall their their uh, their religious kind of passion, right? Um, so, so the Tau response, Lacoma's response, 
And, and so by and large, we can say this is what the regular fire warrior probably thinks based on, based on who Lacoma is, um, is that, no, we, we reject this idea that we have, that, that we're walking in the same footsteps that, that the Eldar have or that humanity has. We are not you. And this is a really important counter argument, and it's a and, and even more so, it's a banner for what the Tao consider themselves and consider the galaxy around them. And the Exodite's not the only place we see it in Favari's work, uh, and we see it in the RPG. The Tao had their extinction level event. It was called the Manta. That's where they their species almost died. And in the mythology of their people, the ethereals arrived. And uh, look, the descriptions that are given in the codexes uh, sound like they're, they're first person. Um, and so, you know, there were lights in the sky, and, and, uh, and then all of a sudden a stranger showed up outside of the siege of Feotan. Uh, but, but the fact of the matter is, is that we don't know what happened. It is a myth. It's a, it's just, it's a story. It's a version of events that's able to be really broken down quickly and told and communicated to, uh, to people who need to be, uh, who need to believe in, in, in the, in the, you know, semi-divinity of, of, of a, of a group of people who saved us, right? Um, you can see the same treatment given as early as the, uh, in, in, in the United States, uh, uh, which is given to the founding fathers. Um, uh, you can see it in in Christianity as a whole, where you know twelve guys, uh, uh, twelve guys and their uh, you know and and and, a, and and their and their prophet uh, change the world, which we divide time now, you know, according to uh, his his uh, suspected birth, right? Like it is, um, it is a, it is a myth. It's a creation myth. And the Tao just believe that, right? Um, so, so their the end of their species is considered the past, and now we've had four thousand years of progress and and enlightenment, basically, in which they've taken their way of thinking and they have defied the odds uh, in the form of the first Damocles Gulf Crusade. Um, they are now in, you know, they, they now just had their third sphere of expansion in which a very, very small force has expanded over 50% of what its original holdings were uh, just like, you know, 30 or 40 years ago. Um, it would be like if the United States could suddenly annex, uh, you know, Canada. Uh, it, it is an enormous undertaking uh, in terms of just geograph- ge- geography, right? Um, now, just imagine Canada with the kind of density of like China, right? And 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 that's what the Tao have done. Shadow Sun took a Grelin, a world of billions and bi- maybe hundreds of billions, and she took it with a force of a few, you know, of a couple thousand. Um, and she did it with a combination of factors. She did it uh, both with like ignoring the major populations and just hitting things like you know power generators. Um, or going after, uh, or going after things like uh, 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 dissident populations and using the water cast to to cause rebellions in the in the underhives and things like that. Uh, what what the Tao have done in in four decades is 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 quite literally on par with what the Primarchs did back in thirty k uh, in terms of conquering the galaxy. You know her. Her, her rate of success is that high. And so, so when we see this conversation between a, a, a chasse you know, the equivalent of like a sergeant, right? And the Exodite, who, uh, who, is, a fa- who is like, I mean, we, we don't know anything about him. Uh, we don't know what, you know, we don't know what he's about, but I mean, his level of capabilities would put him on par with, you know, uh, an upper tier, like almost exarch operator, right? Um, he's, he's, he's the last of his people going around killing uh, uh, officials on both sides. You know, how he's doing it, we don't know. Um, but that, but, but his, 
his condemnation of the Tao and her defense, her, her, a comprehensive defense of her people showcases two things for me. One, the Tao are not naive. They know, you know, they might not know where Terra is, but they understand that out there there's a god sitting on a throne or, or a corpse sitting on a chair uh, that, that uh, quadrillions of other life forms consider a god. And I think they think that is, uh, there's, there's no small level of how pathetic that is, right? For a spacefaring uh, civilization to think of something like that. But going back to that kind of arrogance, I think that they also don't understand what a god is. Um, so, so then we have like, uh, let's, if, if we, if we then take that argument and move it further along, you have, you have the real, the, the real understanding that, um, that amidst this, 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 this competing, uh, opinion, uh, of, of the same species, uh, you have this idea that, well, then their fall from grace is inevitable, Right. And I would think that that is not the case. Uh, and that if the Tao just became another Imperium, which it feels like it feels like their new lore is gravitating toward, uh, then it's a little bit it, it, it feels it feels a little bit like a like a, like a loss to to a to a science fiction franchise, right? Um, it would be a little bit like finding out that, Actually, all the Jedi are dark Jedi, right? Like it would kind of uh, that that could be cool for a pocket or a sect or 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 one master or something like that. Um, uh, if to keep it in Warhammer Forty Thousand, it would be like finding out if all the Primarchs were actually they had all fallen to chaos. Uh, again, it would be kind of cool, but but we will we would have lost we would have lost a really valuable opportunity to have uh, to have variety. Uh, in, in the story that we're, we're getting. And, um, and I just have Chaos Mancer uh, responding back. Uh, a Shasfrey would be more major or, and or a sub-commander. Uh, yeah, I'm not really splitting hairs. Like, uh, but, but like, uh, if, if, we, if we look at like a Space Marine unit, this is, by the way, in response to me calling uh, Lacoma a sergeant. Uh, she's newly elevated, right? She, she was a Shasui. Uh, in the first episode, we see a flashback of her uh, her former uh, uh, unit leader di- uh, being killed by Space Marines. Um, she, uh, I, I would say that just on the subject of ranks, like a Shasla uh, can be a team leader, uh, which could could lead to the progression to a Shasui. A Shasui is a pilot, uh, but is also but can also be a unit leader depending on where they are. A Chasse is 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 very much like a uh, is is more of a a command role, but I would say that a Chasse L is a sub commander. Um, uh, but but yeah, I, I I see I see what you're saying. Um, not not to belie the the importance of of uh, of Lacoma, uh, but she she is not a a Chasse, for example, right? Uh, this uh, I I don't think that a Space Marine would have. Uh, this kind of nuanced understanding of how the universe works, but I would say a chapter master might. Um, in t- the the education levels of the Imperium are just very low, is I guess what I'm saying. So in summation, I guess what I'm trying to say, ultimately, is that I think that as much as the Imperium is always going to be on the precipice of collapse. I think the Tao are always going to be struggling with with the concept of of what is the greater good, right? Like I don't think that there is a pre-described like definition. Like you can't point to something and be like, okay, that's the greater good and then that's the greater good. I think that um I think that the 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 adherents uh and the members of the society that is their struggle trying to find what is the greater good and making mistakes along the way. I, I, again, I don't, I don't think that the Tao don't do bad things. I don't think that they don't make mistakes. I think they, I think that where, where they are the ultimately the, the good guy and, and, and the good guy in any franchise, right? Like across the board, I think the Tao are ultimately a force of good because they have a capacity for empathy. 
because they look beyond things that we ourselves in the real world would would struggle you know we could struggle with uh the 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 value of life right um and we might and we might be less empathetic than the tau might be right um a perfect example of this would be the tau arrive on a desert planet called uh teros and they free uh the the prison and slave population that is that is being forced to work in the mines right um, and now this is a combination of human beings and ogrins. Um, this is done during the third sphere um, as part of one of the, the, the many uh, uh, targeted uh, attacks at, at planets uh, that are deemed vital, right, to, to the overall running of the Imperium. Uh, and uh, and Teros is very is is uh, is is vital in that uh, it has raw materials that come out of it, but was relatively undefended. Um, so so what happens to that population? Well, okay. So from the cynics' perspective, you you do you could say like, okay, well you're freeing the slave population so they'll join you and attack you know their former overseers, and it's like. Okay, yeah, that's that cynically, yes, that is why you 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 know the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? Um, but then, as a follow up to that engagement, we start seeing that there are Tao uh, who have bonded, and remember, bonding is the ultimate form uh, expression of the greater good. It's the relinquishing of the individual. Uh, and embracing, uh, you know, I mean, for lack of a better word for me, uh, the herd, right, or the collective. And for Tao to bond with aliens, um, unless it's just a giant, huge uh, uh, conspiracy that the only reason the Tao are bonding with aliens is to is to is to is to gaslight them into uh, being better members of society. Uh, Unless that's the case, and I find that so that, that that's a very difficult argument for me to get behind, then what you have is is a true belief that equality uh, and respect for something that is other than you is possible. And I think that human beings uh, struggle with that. Not, I mean, never mind in you know Warhammer forty thousand. But in all sci-fi franchise, I, th- I think that that is a fundamental difficulty that that human characters have, right? Um, and uh, you know, and and made made all the more uh, uh, cut and dry by uh, by the game Mass Effect, right? Um, which really questions uh, uh, your own xenophobia as you play that game. It's it's very much. I th- I think that when we're looking at you know these these big questions, right? I think that the only conclusion is that where it's black and white for everybody else, like like the Eldar or the Imperium or Orcs or Tyranids or Necrons and Leagues of Votan. I mean, man, Leagues of Votan have been given way more of a gray area than the Tau have, and they don't have any lore, right? Like, oh, well, they're just, you know, I mean, I think the, the easy argument is like, oh, well, they're just capitalists, or they're just greedy. They, you know, that they're okay in that regard. Like, they're, they they still, you know, kin is kin, and, and all of these different sayings. Uh, they have been given way more of a, of a, of a leash uh, in terms of being regarded as good or bad than I understand, right? Um, but but when we look at the Tao, at least, I think that the only real conclusion is that they lean to the noble bright, right? And they exist in the gray. And very, very few members of their of their species um, enter into grimdark. And the closest thing that you get to that is kind of farsight sometimes. Uh, and and the people who adhere to his his way of thinking, which would be like brightsword, right? Um Everything else just it doesn't it doesn't seem to line up ultimately, and because our core DNA as a faction is the good guys, right? Going back to third edition, um, even though there was a little bit of gray area back there to to be for, to be embraced by hundreds, if not thousands, of hobbyists. That yeah, the, if if you want a good guy race, yeah, good, look to that guy. We we've got like ten years of people doing that up until uh, up until people started wanting them to be grimdark uh, or more grimdark in the company giving us more examples of like yeah sure they're anva is a is a bad guy you know um until that 
I don't I don't think that you can I, I don't think you can remove it from uh, the core of what we are as a faction. Uh, no more uh, can we remove the idea that people love Farsight uh, for being a rebel, right? And to throw off the influence of the ethereals. Like, even though there's very little, even in, the, in, in Kelly's books about him, there's very little examples of that actually going on. Um, that's how people embrace the lore. Um, and, that, and that's just my stance on it. Thank you so much for coming in today and listening to this episode. Uh, I'm hoping to get a few more of these out. Um, it's starting to get cold out there. Uh, September is, uh, is, I guess, turning into October. Probably should stop naming the months after 40k uh, <laughs> uh, factions, but um, but here we are. Um, but yeah, it's it's starting to get cold. Um, Halloween is in the air. Um, we've concluded a couple of our events over at the Discord. Um, picking the winners uh very shortly uh congratulations if uh if you participated um it was a lot of fun uh there's some really incredible storytellers out there and uh and and the the well the, the level of mastery when it comes to painting is just really uh really amazing um yeah um i again i hope you've enjoyed uh this episode uh, this recovery episode and uh do hope that you subscribe um, you've probably noticed that there are commercials starting to creep in. Um, that is just part of the new Spotify uh, uh, opportunities um, that the podcast is taking so that uh, we can take a little bit of the edge uh, out of covering for you know some better programs. And uh, geez, hopefully for me, uh, eventually a, a, a computer that doesn't seem to crash um, as frequently as mine does. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but thank you for your support. Obviously, if you can give, that's great. Uh, and if you can't, just, uh, yeah, be part of our community. Uh, we are always growing, and uh, we really do appreciate uh, new faces. Have a good one.